Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Journey to Grateful podcast, a podcast that helps you to clarify the process of loss and grief through the experience of others who are living and growing through it. I'm your host, Tim Begonia, and this is show number 93. Through this show, we will examine what we've discovered during our grief journey. I'll share with you our experiences through the podcast, the blog, and on my social media channels while building a community, an actual family that is searching for a better understanding of what grief is, how it affects us going forward, and how best to navigate this difficult path. I invite you to join my community on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to the podcast, and find quick links to do both over at journeytograteful.com. It's time for me to ask, can you possibly help in this mission? As you are listening to this podcast, finding value in what I share, I ask that you share an episode and the podcast with someone you feel may benefit from listening as well. And in addition, to help more people find the show, please consider rating and reviewing the show over at Spotify and more specifically, Apple Podcasts. The only way to grow this show and reach more people is through your help by sending in a review. As you grieve, I'm sure you found value in support systems through family and friends to help you navigate your loss. Let us all together reach out and do what we can to help others locate a resource such as this podcast to help support them through their growth with grief. Three years. What's it like? This is the question I see on their faces, or I may be imagining it, and most likely I am, but maybe the question I believe to be so real is really only me wishing someone would ask. Why would I want them to ask? Why in the world would I want someone to dive that deeply into my loss today after three years? Because sometimes there's this feeling like that is who I am. The loss, I mean. And if they don't ask, then they don't remember. And then that most unspoken fear becomes potentially reality. They've all moved on. It's time to dive in a bit deeper into this thought. Come along with me. The idea of three years in perspective isn't much time, but then again, it's an eternity. Now take this into consideration. It should help illustrate my point. A little girl being seen by her aunt after her first birthday, and then not again until her fourth birthday. So much has changed. Three years here seems like an eternity. A new college graduate takes their first job digging in and becoming part of the company culture. Suddenly, they're celebrating their three or even five-year anniversary. Three years here seems just a blip. And of course, waiting for something you are so anxious to receive or accomplish, like a college graduation. Three or four years here can both be an eternity and fly by so very quickly. It kind of seems to be all about perspective. Which end of the event you are viewing those three years from also can make a difference. A high school freshman sees senior year as the longest road in front of them, while the parents of that same freshman 
wonder how the past 14 or 15 years have passed by so quickly. Perspective. So this episode, as I think more about it and I dig into its message, it may actually be a bit more about perspective than I first thought. Although this episode is based on the past three years after the loss of my wife, the goal here is to hopefully share some insights to help others who are approaching a similar milestone. Perspective is the first and most important insight I have to offer for those who are about to approach a milestone and perhaps struggling with that milestone or others who may wonder how different they may feel after one or three or five or even more years after their loss. I distinctly remember when approaching that first anniversary, I discovered a mix of emotions and questions. Am I doing this right was a common theme, whatever that truly meant. And that date coming up, what is it that we do with it? How do you honor your loss, and your loved one all at the same time? Do you focus on the loss, the emptiness, and, and the change? Or do you instead make the celebration of who they were and still are in your life, what you have experienced with them and because of them? All those memories, which will allow you to once again smile through your tears as you reminisce about what made that person your person, and such an important person in your life through the years. I can say with certainty, there's no right way to do this. There's never a right way to grieve, or a timeline with marked accomplishments that you have to reach by a specific date at a specific time. So to our milestones that you approach, to use an overly used quip, but an accurate one, you do you. And that's what we as a family decided to do on that one-year anniversary two years ago. If you are not aware yet, now maybe this is your first episode and, or you have only had a few episodes under your belt, but we are a Disney family. Soon after our loss, our daughter, actually she's my stepdaughter, but for us that's a distinction with little difference. Anyway, she confidently explained to me how she didn't want to be in town on the one-year anniversary. You see, that anniversary is July 3rd, and adding to that, her father passed in 1999 on July 4th, and in addition, July 4th, 2006, my mother had passed. So the whole holiday thing connected with the small town doings everyone tends to focus on at this time of year it's just not what July 4th is about for us. So a few months after our loss, I booked nearly a week in Disney World, our happy place, the place of many wonderful memories and stories, the least of which was my proposal to Colleen on the moonlit beach of Disney's Contemporary Hotel. So that should set the stage as I discuss this year, last month in fact, walking through the third year anniversary. And let me stop here for a bit and express how every time I say, think, or even write the word anniversary, it seems to be such a conflict. I mean, let's face it, the, the word expresses the absolute opposite 
of what that day is. Now, what I mean here is usually anniversary denotes something to celebrate and commemorate in a more positive sense than what a loss anniversary is. There, I've said it, and I will suspect that many of you may be shaking your head in agreement, but that's okay if you aren't. This is just my take on it. So, three years after loss. Yeah, it's gone by fast and in a manner where I find myself in the quiet moments of a day wondering how we've gotten three years past. Like, actually, how did we do it? How did we accomplish it? It's like when you're driving a decent distance or a common route that you drive often, and suddenly after driving maybe 15 or 20 minutes, you come to the realization you don't remember those minutes that just passed by. You don't recall the road, the things you've passed, the stops and the starts, the turns, anything. You remember none of it. Well, that's what happens to me a few times each month, I would suspect. I kind of wonder how we've done it, how we've gotten to where we are. Whatever that means, how we walked through each day, or maybe gotten through an event, or some details which seem impossible when you take the time to look back and really allow yourself to look at them. Now, here's a for instance. School is about to begin again for the boys. Both are in high school. One will be a junior and the other a sophomore. Now, Colleen never had the chance to see them in high school. Not one day. And in fact, she wasn't there to see my now junior graduate eighth grade, say farewell to his grade school, and begin the new adventure of high school. This is what three years feels like. It feels like the rushing flood of all the things Colleen has not experienced with us as a family. Life has an interesting way of pushing you through each day, not really allowing you to stop and realize what's going on. It's kind of a side effect of the go-go culture. When you become so busy, that time moves forward without you realizing the route you just took to get to this location that you are on right now. That is three years after loss. It's both easy to explain and difficult to understand, to truly understand, because some things in life need to be experienced. You can make assumptions of what someone is going through, but you can't really know. It's kind of like food or a recipe. Knowing the ingredients and your experience with them in other recipes is one thing, but this recipe is different. It's not what you've experienced ever before yourself. So although you can understand and assume what it might taste like, you can't really know unless you taste it yourself. Now let me stop there just for a moment and admit right now That was the strangest analogy that I've ever come up with. And as I write these notes, I'm tempted to just delete it and go a different direction, but I'm not going to because I still believe it has value in reaching you with a better understanding of what I'm trying to explain, kind of the unexplainable. I won't belabor that any longer, so let's get back on track. I began the introduction of this subject with the question, what's it like? Which is 
based on what I believe I've seen on the faces of some people over the years. It's important to understand that this is different from the how are you doing question, which is wonderful. It's a caring verbal embrace, but sometimes it's a more surface level walking by way for people to converse with you in your loss with little commitment to diving in. Because let's face it, if you are a friend, family member, or acquaintance of someone who is going through grief, you often just don't know what to say. You don't know what questions are appropriate to ask or which conversations are okay to broach. And three years past their loss, all of this doesn't get any easier for you as a friend of them either. You might still hold that silent question inside, are they still grieving? Or may just be thinking, they must be over it by now, right? Well, I'll address the last one since it's such a simple one to clarify. No, they are not over it. Three years past a loss, your friend is not over it, nor will they ever be. And I'd like to suggest that we all help the rest of society to understand this. So I encourage you to share that statement, that belief, that truth, wide and freely going forward. Share it out. Now, grief does not end. It changes. It manifests. It adjusts and morphs and becomes different things to different people. But it's never something you get over. Now, let's address that first thought. Are they still grieving? Now, this has already been answered, but to me, it's just the base question, and yes is just the simple answer. But the deeper question goes back to the question I sometimes feel I see on people's faces. What's it like? Let me be clear, no one has ever asked that question of me. But I feel it may help others walking their path with grief to hear how I would answer that question. It's like nothing you've ever experienced before, primarily because it's something you can't quite get your arms around. Now, we've all heard that expression, I just can't get my arms around it, or the idea of getting your arms around something, which in turn may mean to grasp something. I discovered the Cambridge Dictionary of American Idioms says to grasp something means to feel confident that you have a good understanding of something that is complicated, challenging, or confusing. So to feel as though you can't truly grasp the loss of someone unless you experience it, well, that's true. That's so very true. Loss is also complicated and never truly becomes uncomplicated. I believe the way we get through this complication is that we adjust to life's complications associated with grief. Admittedly, some adjust to the negative by ignoring or hiding from or pushing away their grief. They may not face it head on, which becomes a larger issue as time moves forward, while others may approach grief with more honesty, with an eye-open stance, trying to face it, embrace it, and truly work through it. Whether that be through professional help or simply talking about it and speaking of it, this would be facing your grief, which is ultimately a healthy thing to do for yourself. So three years after loss, what's it like? It's certainly different than the first year, but the same as well. I still wake up alone, get to discuss my day with no one, and end my day 
alone. But it's easier to deal with the sad moments, most likely because I've built in some defenses, so to speak. Ways to better push aside an emotion when I'm not in a situation where I can allow myself to feel it. And then there's the things you do differently in your life, now that one large piece of that life is no longer there. I take many walks alone as an escape or a time to reflect. It's not always the same. Sometimes I'm listening to upbeat music, walking mindlessly, and simply getting away for a moment. Other times I'm walking to reflect on where I am, how I am, where I need to head. It varies. Not unlike any other person's needs, mine just includes contemplating a life I thought was planned and on course. Now it's one that finds me navigating uncharted waters, seeing land in the distance, but wondering if that's the island I should be navigating toward. It's also filled with many responsibilities, just like everyone else's life, but one that I constantly need to push myself to focus on and not wander aimlessly about. And in my particular case, I don't have a partner that I can tag team with. And that's actually quite a loss right there. Now, you may have heard various explanations of loss, one of which it's like a rudderless boat. I can tell you I understand that very well. I feel my wife was our rudder. More accurately, she was my rudder. And today, I seem to have only one oar in the water, not really feeling I'm making much progress in any one direction. This is three years after loss. And you know something? Recently I've wondered if this is where I thought I'd be three years after. I found I can't answer that. Because in order to do so, I would have had to actually have had a thought as to where I'd be three years after. And I didn't. And I actually haven't. Not really. Weeks and months after my loss, I felt lost. A feeling that wasn't much of a surprise because I assumed I'd feel that way. But three years after, well, I guess I'm a bit surprised that I feel as lost as I do. And because Colleen had lost her husband, Rob, back in 1999 when their daughter was nine months old, I find myself comparing, or at least wondering, if she felt this way at this time, three years after. Colleen and I spoke often of her strength and how she dealt with the loss, but her feeling lost after three or four years, that was never something specifically that we spoke of. It just hadn't come up. And I suspect it's because she had a nine-month-old baby. You see, she couldn't afford to feel lost, to be lost. It's, it's odd to say, but she didn't have the luxury to do so. Does that make sense? So I'm sure she did feel lost, but she wasn't able to spend time with that thought. Her circumstances were different. Her life was different. And thus, many aspects of her grief, her feelings, her devastation, and her sorrow were definitely different. 
Now, the first week of August, my family and I are always involved with planning and helping to host a memorial golf event to benefit the Epilepsy Foundation in memory of Rob Colleen's first husband and my daughter's late father. The event marked the 22nd year, and no, I don't golf, but I, what I do is create the graphic elements needed for the event. I take photographs throughout the day, and I create and run the website. The fundraiser, once again, was successful. This year, we had 87 golfers in attendance, a dinner, raffle items, and great entertainment to finish off the day. Friends and family gathered to share stories and enjoy each other's company. Colleen was, of course, very instrumental with this event throughout the years, and it's become the summer event all of the cousins and our children, even the boys, look forward to sharing with family and friends. At the event, I had an interesting discussion with a friend's mother who had lost her husband more than a decade ago. It was the first conversation which I found myself answering the question, have you met anyone yet? Yet another piece of navigating grief and living after loss, I'm aware that this question, the action of it, is something I will have to decide at some point. You know, it's the ultimate contradiction unlike any you will ever face in your life. And for me, this question has a bit more weight because I can't view the idea of meeting someone with a blanket thought of course not, because I was the fortunate recipient of Colleen's willingness to turn a page in her story and begin a new chapter with me. And I know the possibilities and the importance of living after loss because of that not giving up and losing all hope because I witnessed the power of doing the opposite. I know the positive aspects of not closing the book on your life because of great personal loss, but instead being willing to find a way to sharpen your pencil and begin to write your story again. Three years after loss, there's quite a lot to unpack in all of that. In all those days, I've somehow survived. We, in fact, have somehow survived. So the question, what's it like three years after loss? Well, it's, it's all of this. Not only what I've shared within this episode, but it's all the 92 previous episodes, the details, large and small, found within each one of those episodes. It's the tossing and turning nights. It's the waking alone every day. It's the no one to share a moment with you like you used to. It's the milestones of normal life. They are not there to witness. And it's being on the loss of everything path which you never chose to walk. But that's the easy answer. The one which obviously is very, very common. The one that books are written for and touching stories are shaped around. And yes, your loss is there all the time, every day. But this life you're living is more than that. It's a journey of happy and sad. It's a journey to something more and of all the possibilities ahead. It's a path filled with despair as well as hope. But ultimately, even three years after loss, it's the thankfulness of what I've had. It's the memories of what we've had as a family, immediate and extended. And it truly is the journey to grateful.
being grateful for experiences, being grateful for the moments, being grateful that we've had the laughter, the smiles, and the hugs, and all those memories. To come full circle to where I began this episode, it's perspective. How you view something is the difference in how you live with it. Colleen taught us to cherish the moments we have made while always making room for more. We will somehow make room for more. Three years after loss and beyond. Thank you again for joining me on the podcast today. Remember, the Journey to Grateful podcast cannot exist without your help in listening and sharing. So know that I am grateful for you and your support right here and right now. I encourage you to stop by the community on social media and let your voice be heard. Share your story and join my mission in helping others through grief. At journeytograteful.com slash community, you will find ways to join the conversation and make a difference with your story and what you've learned yourself. While you're on the site, sign up for my bi-monthly newsletter designed to provide you inspiration and motivation. And if you would like a more personal connection, I invite you to connect with me via email tim at journeytograteful.com. But let's not stop there. Please, feel free to pick up the phone and call me, leave a voicemail, or simply text me whatever you'd like to share. The number is 262-298-2428. That's 262-298-CHAT. And lastly, I need you to consider stepping up and helping me build this community, broaden my reach, and support my mission by reviewing this show and telling others why you listen. I've provided you a leave a review button on the journeytograteful.com homepage and on the podcast page. Your support of this podcast through your comments is a powerful thing you can do for this entire community. As I close out this episode, I'd like to share with you a poem from Liz Newman, who I follow on social media and recommend that you do as well. What Liz writes has been an inspiration with my grief with confidence and honesty. Liz writes, And I'm still figuring it out, how to mourn the pieces of me that no longer fit together in the way that I dreamed. When nothing fits or feels how I thought it would be, I'm still figuring out how to mourn the lost pieces of me. If this poem speaks to you and you find you feel lost years after your loss, know one important thing. It's okay to feel that way, because you are certainly not alone. Thank you again, my friends, for joining me today. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode or any previous episodes. And for those of you who are on your path with grief, I hope you find a way to walk confidently on your journey to grateful. Bye-bye.